Hello, my friends. My name is Antoinette, and you're listening to the Empath and Business Podcast, where we talk about building a thriving life and business as an empath. As an empath, one of the things that I know about myself is I tend to hold back on anything and everything that's presented in front of me, whether it's an opportunity for a job or a business or a partnership, I would step back and be eaten and lead by fear because in the past, that's just how I can protect myself. As an empath, I tend to be raw and naked and vulnerable all of the time because I'm able to see through people and I'm able to understand them at a different level that they don't even realize. And what that taught me is that I need to be careful. I need to hold back. I need to not show who I am on the first meeting and just wear, you know, a hat, a mask, Wear some sunglasses so they don't see my eyes. Something to protect myself. Just have something, a barrier of some sort. And that's how I function for the most part of my life. I am a go-getter and a planner. So if I have a plan and I have a whole project management all laid out, I will for sure get it. I'm going to go for it no matter what. I'll be ready for the pain. But if I'm presented with something new, I will hold back. And in this episode, I want to talk about failing forward. Are you a fan of basketball? I'm personally not. But what I love about basketball is when the players know that they're going to fall and they try not to fight it, they fall with it. Do you know like when they feel that they're going to fall, they will lean onto that fall and slide through it. It's amazing how they do that. And I think that is the best example of failing forward. I'm reading an article in Forbes.com right now, and it says, failure isn't fatal. In fact, it is actually required for innovation success. As long as you don't freak out, make catastrophic mistake, or ironically, fail to learn from it. For as long as you don't die or you don't kill anyone, I think that Failing isn't really that bad. That's when you discover amazing things. And as an empath, this is not something that I would want to do because I always connect to people's feelings. And it is horrible. But as I am growing and learning about being an empath and embracing that, that this is who I am and this is how I function, I'm able to learn and study how being an empath is and what that really means and I'm able to know what are you know their energies and what is what is mine I'm able to determine and separate myself from the situation and so that led me to be able to slide through the fall whenever I need to in general Failing forward, I believe that failing forward allows you to explore the unknown. 
it allows you to really know yourself in a deeper level. It allows you to broaden up your horizon in life and in your business. But there's always a risk of a lot of different things. There's a risk of failing. There's a risk of being shamed. There's a risk of losing money. There's a risk of losing people. There's even a risk of dying in some circumstances, right? Um, So you want to fail forward in a very beautiful way. And you're only going to be able to do that if you know yourself, if you know your purpose, if you know your heart, and you have control of your own self and you are connected and grounded to your spirit. It's going to be hard to fail forward because you will freak out if you're not grounded, if you're not sure who you are, if you're not sure of your purpose, if you're not connected to your own deep, true self. I don't like statements that diminishes the impact or feelings or emotions around the truth of a statement. I don't like it when people try to repackage a statement and try to sugarcoat it and like to make you think that it isn't what really it is and it's this something else, you know, kind of thing. But I will say that in my journey, in my business, I have not failed. Not in my head anyways. And I'm not saying that to repackage or sugarcoat my journey. I started as a virtual assistant years and years ago and became project manager and became certified online business manager and called myself director of operations. And now I'm a lifestyle business coach. Does that mean that I failed as an online business manager? Does that mean that I failed on these other titles that I hold? I would not say that I did, but I would say that I've shifted. I want to say that in some aspects, I did fail, but I failed forward in a sense of I was able to know myself and try these things that I was afraid of and realize what is for me and what isn't. I was able to own my power. I was able to own my strengths and weaknesses. And I can say that I truly am this person. I truly am good in this thing, whatever it is, you know, because I did it and I failed on some aspects, but I failed forward because I won. I was able to say, okay, this social media management thing does not work for me. I don't really like it. So I did try it. It's not working out. And I was able to take away the things that did not work out, try to iterate it, try to optimize what I could and automate what I could and delegate what I could and positioned it to my success. And in that perspective, I want to say that I failed forward. I want to say and clarify that this is not justification of your action, my husband hates that. I know it's a strong word, but he does. He hates justification. He hates it when you're trying to justify your whatever act that you did that in her perspective is wrong. This is not justification. That is not the point. That is not even a part of this conversation. You're not going to say that, well, I will just do it not intentionally. I'll just do it and not think about it because anyways, I'm feeling forward. No, that is not what we're trying to say here. Do not justify your act. Don't do anything that can hurt anyone or don't do anything half-assed. 
and justify that you're doing it just because you're failing forward. You're doing it just because you learn from it. No, you still want to do whatever you're doing the best way that you can. You're always going to go in there, do your best, full ass, everything that you do. And if you fail, you fail forward. You never lose, honey. You never lose. You always just win or learn from it. One of the things that I do as a mom, and please don't judge me around this, or you can if you want to, but (laughs) I'm saying that this is not the definition of my motherhood as a whole. I have three kids. I have 10, 6, and 4 right now as of this recording. So their age gap is really not that huge. And I would have toddlers all the time since the beginning that I had my first born. And I noticed that between the age 2 to 3, they love putting their fingers on a fan. And I don't buy fans that are made of steel, right? They're just made of plastic and small ones um, that I put on the ground. And they love putting their fingers on it. With my first kid, I was very adamant to make sure that my house is baby-proof and like he's never ever gonna reach the fan and like I would that's my full-time job to make sure that he doesn't reach it and guess what he still did and he learned from it he like hurt himself a little like it's it's not to the point that he broke his finger but there's a little you know um there's a little pain here and there (laughs) it's really not bad it's not bad But after he experienced that, he stopped doing it. He was curious of of why it is to put his finger inside. Like, how is it going to feel? What's the experience going to be like? How is it like, what's going to happen? And now he knows. And so I learned from this experience. I Let's say I failed at that. Like, I failed at protecting him from hurting himself from the fan. But he learned anyways not to do that. And so now he's cautious around fans. It's not really traumatizing or anything like that. But he figured it out. He got the answer that he wanted. And I did what I could to protect him from that. But he wants to learn it. And so with my second child, I did not like spend my whole lifetime trying to protect her from that. I actually did encourage her. I bought a small fan that is not super strong and not going to hurt her that, you know, that hard and I allowed her to play with it and I was I was there I was there I was um I was monitoring everything that she does but and she was curious about it as well and so she did try to put her finger in and she knew what's gonna happen she knew what it's gonna feel like and it might hurt her and that stopped it did not take me like years and years of trying to like protect her and trying to like be anxious about it and always worrying I can't even work because of that, because I'd always be thinking, oh my goodness, if I leave her in her playpen, then she might try to put her finger in the fan kind of thing, like get out and put her finger in the fan. And it is mind boggling. So I created a system (laughs) around the practice of putting your finger in the fan. And she figured out early what it is, what it's all about, what's the fuzz all about, how it's gonna feel, and voila, it's, she stopped doing it. With my third child, I've introduced the same thing. And as early as one year old, he no longer has any interest whatsoever with finger pudding in fans. 
<laughs> I don't know what's something like what is that thing about fans that they want to do that but hear me out this is the same thing that I do with my clients um, with my coaching clients they want to try all of these things which I encourage them to do even though I know I am a projector in human design I project things before they happen and I'm an intuitive as well I would let them know that here's what I think about it here's what could happen and here's like what could happen if we've done it if you can execute it positively and here's what could happen if you fail on it or you know it doesn't go well and so I would give them that but also I will encourage them that is my job to empower them to do whatever it is that they want to do and allow them to step into that curiosity and lean on to whatever their intuition is telling them. And sometimes it's cringy for me to see them fail forward, that they, but they had to do it. They had to go through that level, to that experience, to know what they're looking for, to know that feeling, that one tiny bit of magic that I they can't pinpoint what's missing. Like they need to be able to see this thing. They need to be able to experience it. And the only way for them to do so is to do try of all of these things, to know for themselves. And that's the beauty of failing forward. You get to know what you're looking for. And later on down, down the road, you realize it wasn't what it was you thought. It wasn't what you thought it's going to be. And that's okay. Because then, even though you did not get what you were thinking you were going to get, you learned yourself a little deeper each time. So you're going to learn about yourself that you're not really that interested in social media or you're not really that good in copywriting. And so you're actually very good with live videos or like speaking engagement. Or if you try going on live for your business you would realize that I'm not really good at it. It's not making me feel comfortable. It's exhausting for me. I can just write a book. You know, you want to feel forward. You, you want to try things out. That's what you do. There are a lot of information out there. A lot. It's overwhelming how much information we have access to right now, paid and free. You could try all of those, but you wouldn't know what will work for you until you do. If you're going to ask me how to fail forward properly, I will tell you that let's go back to the basketball player example that I told you earlier in the beginning of this episode. And most likely their coaches taught them how to do that and they had practice on how to fall. In life and in business, you could read multiple books you could go to thousands of dollars worth of courses. You could hire multitude of different coaches. And you can build your tribe. You could do all of that. But if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what's your purpose here, and you don't know where you're going, anything that will fail you or anything that will disappoint you will always feel like a failure. Because you don't know who you are. You don't have a map. No one can give you the map. A coach can guide you. But you have to have the map. Because the coach cannot tell you what is your why. Why are you doing this? 
What's your passion? What's your purpose? If I am your coach, I would not be able to do my job and I would actually decline to work with you if you don't know your heart and if you're not willing to know your heart. If you don't not if you don't know where you want to go and you're not willing to figure it out because I wouldn't be able to guide you. That is a disservice to you, my friend. And so you can arm yourself with the skills. You can find your tribe. It's super helpful for me. It has been priceless to have my accountability partner every single day. It's it's priceless that my husband supports me every single step of the way. And he really um, created a platform for me to figure out who I am and what I want to do and find my voice and be of service in that way. It is extremely important that my children support me in what I do and they respect me. And they know that if I am in that zone, they understand how important it is and like they give me my time and don't disturb me in that sense. And finding my tribe is amazing. This is a lonely journey. That's what I'm going to tell you for sure. It's it's ever-changing. Today you're successful and you are feeling joyful and like tomorrow it might be a different story. So being able to find your tribe to turn to is really helpful in failing forward because then you know that there are people that you can fall onto. Do you know the trustful? You're probably familiar with trustfuls. I I don't like it. I don't I don't understand it. I've never tried it. But that's how it feels when you try something so extreme and you fall and they will catch you. They will. If you find your right tribe, they will catch you. It's not to protect you from all the fear, nothing like that. But it's it's just giving you more courage and it's more encouraging to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. And possibly fail. And you fail forward if and when you did fail. You were not able to do what you're supposedly doing. Like you were not able to meet the goal. But you took the knowledge and the learnings from it. And shared it with your tribe. And use it for your own knowledge. You use it for the next time that you want to try it. And you do it better. Or... You use that knowledge and define your heart and yourself even more. Get a deeper sense of who you are and say, I did try that. It did not work out. I can say I failed on it, um, but it was good because I know it's not for me. So you can pivot to a different route. At least you can say you tried it. So my friend, I'm going to end this episode with... The weapon to anything here in life and in business, empath or not, is to know who you are. And I'm always going to say this, I think, around every single topic that I'm going to talk about. That is like the first requirement. You have to know who you are in your heart. And you have to be at peace with that. You have to accept and forgive all of that you are and all of that you're not. And 
failing forward wouldn't be difficult. Thank you for joining me in this episode. My name is Antoinette, your host. I'm a lifestyle business coach helping business owners create a business that supports their lifestyle and not the other way around. Until the next episode, have a good day. Bye for now.